0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even <laughs> your mom, you know, when
1: <laughs> she's gonna pop eight and you're gonna walk <laughs> around, man. Right? So we're going. We moved into the ballsy portion of the that.
0: There's some things you just can't buy in hey, well, like like mes- the Like Mexican America food, that. you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. This is Patrick, I'm your legacy newbie, and with me today are two legacy experts. Uh, we have Mr. Jerry Mee on the call. We have
0: another legacy expert besides Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and since Jerry's playing the role of spoiler today. Uh, oh, spoilers to, guys, spoilers. <laughs> we're able to drag on Mr. Josh Sissio. What's going on man?
2: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Oh man, great
1: to have you man, great to have you. Um, so we got a lot to talk about tonight, I think, right? I think Uh, we do. We got a Star
2: City coming up.
1: Star City coming up. Uh, EE4 released their deck lists. Uh, probably do a little bit of, uh, kind of, uh, brainstorming some prep for the, uh, for the open as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Um, so first off, uh, Josh, you took down the Bunch Duels, uh, tournament in Rhode Island, correct?
2: I wish. I actually lost in top four.
1: Oh, okay, alright. So so you made it in the top four though. And you were on Charlotte's bug?
2: Yes. Okay. Oh, so so you, what did so you, you lied of- to me? <laughs> I never lied. I said Charles made the finals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just didn't say he was piloting it.
2: Nope. <laughs> but I was listening to your cast this morning actually from last week and I was like, Oh, he said I won, but I really didn't win. <laughs> Because <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> I never said I won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, sorry listeners, we're not having Josh you on the cast anymore. <laughs> Alright, so you were also on Shardless Bug, but another Shardless player ended
2: up taking it down? He did, he did. Um, he beat me in top four in the mirror match. The mirror match is kind of tough, I don't know. It's It can go either way. Um... And then uh, in the finals, it was uh, miracles. It, it was the four ponder, couple preordained four mentor build that you guys talked about a few weeks back.
0: Oh yeah.
2: And uh, but he actually left, so basically my opponent beat me and then got an underground C. <laughs> so value. <laughs> yes, I walked away with a very good condition trop.
1: That's not bad. What, uh, what was the attendance like at the, uh, at the tournament? It was 60 people. It's not a bad tournament. It's not a bad turnout.
2: I mean, it was pretty good knowing that it was the same weekend as the Eternal Extravaganza, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I, I really wanted to get a chance to go up there because I heard that they run a great, um, a great event, but I couldn't do back-to-back weekends going out to Columbus, Ohio. My, my, uh, my pride couldn't take it.
0: It was in Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, was it? You always well, well,
0: think it's in Columbus. What was in, Colum- what
1: was in Columbus that weekend? Wasn't there another event in Columbus? Uh,
0: like maybe a Harley Davidson motorcycle show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you kept doing this. Like you even
0: tweeted at Eternal Extravaganza saying, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't make it, but I can't make it to Ohio again. And they're like,
1: what is this rando talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like in Allentown, right? Yeah, Allentown.
0: it's in All- uh, like yes. Coopersburg, Allentown. Yeah,
1: uh, well, you know. <laughs> I just have it in my mind that it was in Columbus, so I'm just going to continue to refer to that E4 as being in Columbus. I don't care I, what anyone I says. Think, yeah, I think
0: what you're thinking of is that uh, Eternal Weekend is going to be in Columbus in October. Oh, oh that's probably... Yeah,
1: you're probably right. That's probably uh, That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, what decks did you see out in force at the Bunch of Duels tournament? Because I assume that um, that metagame is
2: going to be kind of representative of what we see at the SDG in Worcester. Yeah,
0: it's good. I feel it's going to be pretty good practice for what we're
2: seeing. Well, I know the top eight. The top eight was... Was Miracles, Sneak and Show, Shardless Shardless, Merfolk, Infect, A Jund Deck, one other deck. Okay. But um it might have been a second Infect deck actually. But I would say the most popular decks were Infect and Miracles, not Merfolk. <laughs> <laughs> Never
0: Merfolk. <No. laughs> Never Merfolk.
2: <laughs> Thankfully. I don't like that matchup. But yeah, Miracles, I don't know, I think at least in our area, a lot of the better players tend to play that deck, so okay. uh, and that's always well represented, but the last I don't know, six or eight months me and Brent Gilmore have been like the only ones at events playing Shardless, then this weekend there was a bunch of Shardless hmm. Finally people are picking it up
1: Yeah, so what do you now, let, let me ask you, someone who is very familiar with the deck Like, where do you find that Shardless gets its wins? Like, what are the good matchups that you find in the, in the metagame?
2: Miracles, I like that matchup. I don't know, I feel like it doesn't crush it. The only decks it really crushes are probably, like, Green-White Maverick or maybe, like, a Jun deck or something. Mm-hmm. Like, another fair deck that doesn't have Ancestral Visions in Jace. Yep. Um, those are probably the two, the couple decks it crushes. But I like the Miracles matchup, the Delver matchup, um, Eldrazi, but that can be a little scary.
1: Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, to, so to me, like, the top three boogeymen in the format right now are Miracles, Grixis, and, and Eldrazi. I guess like Grixis, but any real Delver deck in its, in those variants. And I think if you have, like, a, a fair to a reasonable matchup against all of them,
2: like, that just means that Charlotte's is in a good position? I think it is, and I think a lot depends on builds. You know, a lot of people play different builds. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're weaker against Grixis, or weaker against certain decks. But, I, I mean, I like our build. We, very rarely change any cards from it, and it's been help. I've been doing very well with it, and I've gotten a few other people to start playing it. And
0: hmm. your build so. of Charless is kind of unique because you guys splash white for Meddling Mage on the sideboard, don't you?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, some people splash white. We're not the only ones, but some people don't like it, mm-hmm. but I personally love it. Because it gives me the twenty fourth land in the board, so I board that in against like anything that's trying to destroy my land, anything where I just want to make land drops. Basically wasteland decks. Yeah, for the most part, you know, like death and tax, anything that's attacking my mana base, I have a twenty fourth land, and actually a lot of decks only play twenty two land,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so we're on twenty three plus a fourth on the bo- uh twenty fourth on the board. But I mean, metally mage is so MVP. Like the, at Dave's tour uh, at Die Hard this past weekend. I brought it in against Elves, Enchantress, and Infect.
0: So what are you naming in those matchups?
2: It's very, it's kind of game dependent. So against Elves, I'm pretty much always naming Natural Order or Glimpse and maybe Green Sun. Against Infect in particular, I name, a lot of times I'll name Invigorate if they already have a guy in play because that's the best pump spell. Um, okay. But I did I did have a situation where he already played one Invigorate, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of cards in hand, and I had like three removal spells. Okay. So I actually named Vines of Vastwood, so that way my removal would be live. Gotcha. Um, and then against Enchantress, I name Enchantress's Presence or Argothian, Ar- 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 just keep those things off the board. Right. So, but it's I mean I Metal Mage is good against lands. It's good. I mean it's just good at a lot of decks.
0: Yeah, so lands you're naming what,
2: Life in the Loam? Or Punishing Fire. Okay. Um I mean the name of Life the Loam, Punishing Fire. I mean there's those sometimes there's the build with abrupt decay instead of Punishing Fire, but Yeah, for the most part it's just very versatile. And people don't think about that. Like if I played against Show and Tell, I'd bring it in. If I play against
0: Nah, you don't well. bring it in against Show and Tell. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I bring it if I play against like twelve posts, um, there's just so many random decks. Not to bring up Adrian's deck, but Tinfin's. Any combo deck, any random deck.
0: I was actually uh, thinking about adding it to the sideboard to sneak and show, mm-hmm. since I'm already splashing for the white, just because it's so versatile. Plus, it's even better in mine, because post-board, they board out all the removals, so there's like nothing to actually take the... Uh, uh, well, I just blanked on the name. The meddling mage off the table.
2: <laughs> but what are you trying to... Like in what matchups do you want it and what would you name?
0: Um so that's what I was thinking. so against like things like miracles, I'm naming uh, containment priest because that's when they blow me out is when they flash it in in response to a sneak attack or uh, show and tell. Um, but then there's also other other matchups where it's also just like because post board you bring in the monastery mentors and yes. with the monastery mentors and the meddling mages, uh, the meddling mages can just like name whatever removal spell they have if just in case they have it, either like Terminus or Abrupt Decay or, you know, whatever might still be in the board, like Punishing Fire, because against lands I've noticed that they'll board out like, uh, most of their Punishing Fires, but they'll leave one in play and I've gotten, had before where I, like, jammed a Monastery Mentor and they just, uh, you know, gambled for Punishing Fire and then killed my Mentor before I could do anything about it. Right. So, I was Mm. thinking from just, like, attacking it on on the more fair angle, uh, Meddling Mage is just there to kind of shut off one angle of your opponent's deck.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it in that deck as much. Yeah. Because in Shardless, it's nice because I can Shardless into it. That is true.
0: I can just sneak it it into play, though. I can just, like, sneak attack it. It's like, Meddling Mage, go.
2: That's awkward. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, Jerry... (laughs) <laughs> I had a question for you actually. Yeah. Um <laughs> This might be going a little too deep, but have you seen some of the new mel- the new meld cards from uh from shadows. Oh god, fuck those cards, dude! What do you think about sneak attacking in those two angels? <laughs> no, so it's well, so what, what, stupid. Well, what happens when you sneak attack them in? Right, you sneak attack in both yeah, copies, but do you know and they how... meld together oh and then they don't they don't uh, exile at the, la, end, of, at the la, end?
0: La 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 la.
1: <laughs> hold on, wait, 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 wait! Hold on, let me finish. Let uh, go me finish. on, go on.
0: When
1: when they come because they you know they they, they meld together yep. and then they exile and come back into play, so mm-hmm. they don't get they don't get sent to the graveyard by. Sneak attack, right? They stay on yeah. the board? Oh, no, that's cool, yeah. yeah that, that, that's true. Okay. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad, right? Like, well, you're
0: missing the first step, is you have to have both of them in your hand at the same time, and also have two red mana up.
1: Okay, like, yeah, sneak, sure. Sneak
0: and show actually doesn't have the most red sources, Yeah, and a lot of times, the only time I'm actually sneaking in two creatures at the same time is because I sneak attack in Grizzlebrand, and then I'm drawing cards praying that I hit a lotus petal so I can sneak in, uh, Emmercool. Okay. Um, it's just, like, yeah, that's cute, but I would never run that in a competitive,
2: competitive <laughs> deck. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> just, enough.
0: like, cause I, I just don't think it would happen. Like, maybe like a totally different build, like a red-white prison build. Just yeah. like a deck that can also just hard cast those angels. Cause what is it, the smaller one, the like, the four drop? Like, the four-drop's not the worst creature in the world just by itself.
1: It's like, no, they're actually both, like, I mean, <laughs> they're probably a little weak for legacy overall, but I think when you when you do the uh super friends combine them, they become an extremely powerful card. And I think one returns an angel from your graveyard to your hand, or maybe to the battlefield, I can't remember. I, I should probably actually know the text on the cards before we go too deep in them, but...
0: Yeah, I know I've one's been, like, the one's like a mini Bane Slayer. Yeah, is,
1: which yeah, is cool. exa- yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Just been a little bit bored with the uh with the reveals so far, so I was diving a little too deep. Maybe I got too far <laughs> to the deep end of the pool with that one.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I actually wanted to ask Josh about is uh people were talking about unsubstantiate in uh Shardless Bug uh as just kind of like a way to run another counter spell that's not completely dead to be cascaded into.
1: Do you wanna talk you wanna read the text of the card so people know what we're talking about? I, I'll think about it. Maybe. Okay.
0: Alright, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's unsubstantiate. <laughs> one colorless, one blue. Uh, return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. And it's an instant. So it's like a Venser on a spell without a 2-2.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know what I... Like, in Charlest the list is so tight as is. Right. Um. I mean, I'm trying to think... Like, if I Shardless into a blank board, and I hit Brainstorm, that's like my least favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So if I hit that card, that'd be even worse.
0: Yeah, but worst case scenario, you just return the Shardless agent and then play it again and Cascade again. Huh? Huh?
2: But Shardless isn't even in play, is
0: it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, because you, uh, yeah, Shardless comes in play before the Cascade trigger, uh, Judge? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Maybe shardless Cause is Cuz they not can input. still
2: they can still counter shardless like the cuz I'm casting it and then the cascade trigger goes off hmm. and then like I'll flip a visions, draw 3 and then shardless is on the stack. Ah,
0: uh, okay. I did not know that. I've, I've But they know-
2: can choose to counter shardless first before the trigger resolves. <clears throat>
0: Right, because I mean, sh- if Shardless is on the stack, it doesn't matter whether you wait until before or after the Cascade trigger resolves. Right. So I guess yeah, that makes sense. Then all right, maybe you can't do
2: that. <laughs> but even if even if I could bounce Shardless, I don't think I'd like that because I would basically time walk myself. I
0: know that's what I was saying. <laughs> like I'm surprised that was not the hole you picked into at first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, Charlus is just good, though. I hope people don't play it more often, because the mirror match is interesting.
0: <laughs> Isn't it basically whoever draws Sylvan Library first?
2: Um, Well, I've played a lot of mirror matches against Brent. I don't know, it's just, you basically just draw, you each have seven cards at all times, and <laughs> then whoever had the Planeswalker and play the longest wins. And <laughs> not a lot of lists play Sylvan Library. Oh, really? That's like... A, that's our 61st card, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, sixty spicy 61st, you know. But that's you know one I'm of happy. the reasons
2: I like <laughs> our Miracles matchup. Right. Not a lot of people play a lot of Planeswalkers. We play five.
0: You play five Planeswalkers? Yeah. What is it, three Liliana, two Jace?
2: Yeah, because we added the third Lily because of Eldrazi. Yeah. Because that card's very good against them, so... What do you find you're doing the most
1: against Eldrazi, or is it extremely situational, like... Are you ripping their hand uh, apart? Are you making them sack a creature?
2: Yeah, I'm just hoping they don't kill me, like, turn three, and then I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tarmogoyf is very big against them, which is nice. Um,
1: See, it's funny. We were talking about that in the last cast, and I assumed, and I haven't played the <laughs> matchup, so I, I wasn't sure, but I assumed that Tarmogoyf didn't match up with, their, with against them very well.
2: Well, it can pretty quickly. Let's say they play, like, a, a Chalice, and then you Abrupt decay. That's already two. Mm-hmm. You know, a wasteland, or you have wasteland plus fetchland, so that's a three. And then you just have different sorceries like visions, yeah. or I don't know. It gets pretty big pretty quickly. Okay. Um, right. Reality Smasher is the biggest issue for sure. Yeah. No doubt about that. But you can block Thought Not pretty easily. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, so Tarmogoyf can pretty easily get to four or five, and it's just the Reality Smasher at five power.
2: Right. It's kind of like. The-
0: it's kind of like how the same way Charlus has a problem with Gurmag Angler out of Grixis.
2: Kind of, yeah. I mean, and you have outs. You just have to draw them. We have two Deluge, three Liliana, two Jace, yeah. two Baleful Strix, Maelstrom Pulse. Yeah, those are all great against that card. <laughs> right. in the deck, I don't know, the deck's good, but I think it beats a lot of people because of Chalice, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I think Charlus just has a lot of good ways to to beat it because they're basically a mud deck, so they don't mulligan very well. We have Wasteland, we have Force Will, if they don't have Cavern. Like, we just have a lot of ways to beat that deck. Nice. So, that's my yeah. thought. I mean, I haven't played a 100 games against it, but... Yeah. So,
0: what, what's kind of the, the worst matchup for Shardless Bug in the meta right now?
2: Um, I really don't want to play against Sneak and Show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that why you've been trying to get me off the deck for the last, like, three months?
2: <laughs> no, I, The reason I don't like to play against Sneak and Show is because the post-board, they can fight you from a few different angles, like, they can just have Blood Moon, so you have to keep in some number of Abrupt Decay, but then they can just beat you with Sneak Attack, which mm-hmm. Abrupt Decay doesn't even hit that. Yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's just annoying because they fight you from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could just have Through the Breach or something else instead. But it's not unwinnable. Brent beat it at Die Hard. You know, you have Medley Mage and a couple Pithing Needles, and you have ways to beat it.
0: So um, if I'm playing against Shardless Bug, should I or should I not board in Monastery Mentors?
2: I would probably board them in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It kind of threw me in for a loop, because I never really realized about uh, what you said you keep Abrupt Decays in the deck for Blood Moon.
2: I'd probably keep two, but it's kind of just depends on what I'm taking out and what I have. Okay. You so, know, I'm, I'm definitely taking out, like, Toxic Deluges, and mm-hmm. there's a number of cards I'm going to take out. I'd probably take out a land or two, because yeah. I'm bringing in Scrub Land, so I'd probably take out two land. Mm-hmm. Against combo decks, i take out land, because I just want to draw good spells.
0: Do you take out the creeping tar pits, or do you leave those in because they're also a threat, even though they're a bit slow?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I might I might take those out, or at least one. Um, I probably leave in wasteland. Like against miracles, I bought out a wasteland. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the legend build. But basically, against a a deck like miracles, like that matchup goes very long. So I don't want a lot of land, because I know I'm going to draw a lot of land eventually. Right. So I take out land there. I also, again, sneak and show the basics are really bad, but really good. (laughs) Go on! Well, well, you need them. (laughs) But then you could just play, like, mentally mage. And I'm trying to search out, like, forest or swamp. But I need to cast mentally Mage, because you could have Blood Moon though. Right. So it just makes it very awkward. That's why that matchup's annoying. And then you try to play this slow game, play around Blood Moon, and they just beat you with Sneak Attack. Right, right. So Yeah,
0: yeah I've kinda of always felt Shardless Bug is one of the easier matchups for, for Sneak Attack.
2: Right. But it's, it's build dependent. Like there was one that top aided the GP overseas and they had he had three Thoughtseize, three-him main deck. Yeah, uh, like,
0: that version of the deck is a little bit harder. Like, that's, right. what, that's why I almost feel like Charlottes is an easier matchup, is because most of the Charlottes builds don't have any discard main, and their only counter magic is Force of Will.
2: So you, yeah. you, you I can mean, fight I through that. Most of the ones I see play, like, two-him, and that's it. hmm right. Or three Thoughtseize. It's one or the other. Yeah. I rarely see builds with no discard. But...
0: I've, I see the discard I've been seeing has been all sideboard. I, I've i just been seeing it move out of the main deck lately. Yeah. And by lately, I mean since, like, the GP.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of the discard, personally. That's why I don't play it. Yeah. Because I just want to cascade into the best spells.
0: Right. Mm. Cascading into a him to Torak on turn 10 is not the best.
2: Right. And even on turn 3, it could just hit stuff that's not very good and not even matter. Yeah.
1: So. I would, I'm surprised. I would feel like that would be such a powerful effect, but you feel like it's not that good.
2: No, because I think it depends. I mean, it's kind of hard to say without having an example. Sure.
0: I think you kind of uh, have to be dedicated to that line, because that's like the old saying, like, him, him, I win. Right. And it's just like, if you can go, like, him to Torak and to him to Torak, like, that's backbreaking.
1: Yeah, for, like, if you went, like, turn one Thossies, turn two him, turn three Liliana. Like that's yeah,
0: like like things like, like that, like the dedicated like discard mono black pox lists like that. Yeah, um, those are the ones that like it can be absolutely backbreaking in. But with shardless, it's you know you're not it's not your number one plan. You're just kind of firing it off your hip and hoping you get something good.
2: Your opponent's already going to have less cards. Like so against miracles, they never have cards in their hand because yeah. you're playing like sh- you're two for oneing them with shardless agent. You have visions. You have baleful strix. Liliana. You have all these cards that are two for one in them. So they never have cards in their hand, Mm -hmm. so hemming them doesn't really do anything.
1: Yeah, that's Maybe turn
2: two it's gonna get a couple spells, but like, it's probably only good up to like turn four, and then the card's probably awful. Gotcha.
1: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's why, that's why it's always good to talk to someone who's like, really familiar with the deck, because it helps explain a lot of the card choices, because to me, it would seem like him would be just an auto-include, now that there's so, so much less, uh, delve spells out there. With like you know, dig through time and and treasure
2: troves being out of the format, but mm-hmm. right, I, I don't I don't think it's an awful card. It's just I don't want a card that's either really good or really bad. I just yeah. want to make the deck very consistent. Yep, you want the Florida just to be higher on every card you can draw, basically. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I also feel it's kind of at a disadvantage him in shardless compared to like even Team America, like regular Bug Delver, because some of the Bug Delver lists will run him to Torak, but they're never cascading into it. So if they draw him right. to Torak late they can put it back with a Brainstorm or a Jace and, you know, fetch it away. So even when it's a dead card, they can still get rid of it for value, whereas when Shardless is just cascading into it, you basically just play a Hill Giant instead. Or right. Not, not even. Like, what's the three mana two-two?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That okay. sounds like a real bad card, though. Yeah,
0: it's a real bad card. <laughs> I don't think I played that. Uh
2: <laughs> um, um. The thing about the Delver decks too is they're trying to put a lot of pressure on your opponent early. Mm-hmm. So him is good in that, in that sense. But where Shardless, the games don't end quick, they're gonna go long. So you're gonna draw him later in the game and you just don't want these bad draws. But if I'm playing Delver, I wanna get the game over quickly. Whether that's why you play Days, maybe him, Stifle, like all these aggressive cards. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to hammer on them in the first early turns, build a board presence and win from there.
1: Yep, good point. Um, so real quick, just because uh, we talked about it earlier, Gisela the Broken Blade and uh, Bruna the Fading Light I, so it's, I refuse
0: uh, to acknowledge their existence
1: You don't want to talk about them? All <laughs> no, right. you, can
0: talk well, about them. you can talk about <laughs> them
1: <it. laughs> Well, you were just saying that Gisela on her own is probably pretty decent, and it's 2-white-white for a 4-3 flying first-right lifelink um, and Jeez. Bruna is 5-white-white, so that's basically unplayable in Legacy, but um, that has flying vigilance as a 5-7 but when they flip, they become, let's see,
0: Eldrazi Rizella, of,
1: Voice of Nightmares.
0: Eldrazi of the Steel Wind, as, uh, yeah, Eldrazi, as Houston did yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Legendary creature, Eldrazi Angel, and it's a flying first strike vigilance lifelink, a 910. Uh, your opponents can't cast spells with converted mana cost 3 or less.
0: <laughs> your opponents can't play Legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane, right? Like,
1: so, do uh, you guys want to talk about EE4? Because they had an interesting top 8. Yeah, yeah let's dive into that. So we'll just, we'll just run down the top eight real quick and then we can talk about some of the decks if you guys find interesting, anything interesting. Uh, coming in, in eighth, Paulo Cesari on Grixis. Uh, seventh was Stephen Wood running Blue Red Delver. Sixth was Justin Bauer running Shardless Bug. Um, fifth was Joe Brennan on Grixis. Fourth was Sam Rukis, Miracles. Third was James Eck on Blue Red Delver again. Uh, second was Josh Taylor on Eldrazi. And Ralph Batesh took it down, piloting lands. Um, this so, is, like,
0: the fairest top eight I've ever... Like, lands is the most unfair deck in that top eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see two copies of Lura Delver in the in the top eight. That's, like, the apple of my eye right there. <laughs> I dig it. Um, they are playing, like... So... The, the James Eck deck is, like, running, like, a, uh, a combination of Young Pyromancer and Storm Chaser Mage, which I wasn't on. And he's got like the one copy of Trunion Nemesis in the main, and he's cut like a price of progress for, and ad- for like a, basically a, I guess a chain lightning. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that. I really like, I really like the, the four price in that deck. Um, but everything else looks pretty standard. I like the, uh, the Eldrazi build as well. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, going like all out on the Mistress Factory plan. Yeah, and, four
0: Mishra's Factory.
1: Yeah, and two Simeon Spirit Guide just to try to get like the, the fast starts, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised more of the legacy uh, versions don't run the Simeon Spirit Guide, cause I, from what I understood, that was pretty big in the modern version of the deck.
1: Yeah, some, well some did, it seems like in the early iterations some did, but they've kind of gotten away from that, they're running more on like the, just running all the Soul Lands plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're maxing, they're maxing out on Ancient
2: Tomb, they're maxing out on City of Traders, they're maxing out with eyes and temples.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's different because in modern they didn't have the ancient tomb and city of traders. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
2: Um, um, a quick note James Eck, because I watched coverage on this, well, a mm-hmm. lot of the coverage. Um, James Eck, they said <laughs> was one of, he was either the only one or one of two to have two buys to the event. Okay. So he so he's been doing well with this deck. I think he did very well at the big event we we went to down in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The trial for Eve. Um, yep. I don't know if he ended up winning. Um, and then Sam Rucas, he's very good. I've been playing with him for a lot of years. Seems he's like a very
1: through. like a very stock uh,
2: miracles deck. Yes.
0: Sam Rucas's.
2: Yeah, and then Paolo Cesari has been playing very well too. I want to say he lost one or two winning ends for this p- p- for the past GP, mm-hmm. but he's very good. Um, oh, he's, and then he's... a quick note on that Delver on the blue red Delver deck, the one that got mm-hmm. third. Yep, I kind of like the one true yeah. name because <laughs>
0: I, was, I was just checking my volume because I thought I lost <laughs> lost the signal.
2: <laughs> um, I like the one true name because it gives you outs in certain matchups. Like if the game goes long, you still have a way to get through. Mm-hmm.
1: So I oh yeah, like the one for sure, for sure, yeah. And it's um, one thing that's kind of a blowout against that deck is like um, if someone was running like engineer explosives or what's the uh like the one black green enchantment that lets you blow up like converted mana costs like with like pernicious deed? yeah, pernicious deed. I played that a little bit on- against that a little bit online. And that can be a real blowout on that deck. Right. Um, so having the true kinda- name is.
2: I like his list, too, because he has, like, the one lightning, one Chain Lightning, one Fork Bolt, one Spell Pierce, one Fire Blast, one Set of Drift. Besides for, well, I guess Set of Drift or Fire Blast, I'd assume those are one-offs. Yeah. But it makes it harder to play around the deck because you don't know how many they have of each copy.
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I am not, like, so when I played it, Um, I did kind of wish I had, like, a Chain Lightning in the sideboard, like one or two in the side. Um, But I don't think I'd hate it in the main board, either, especially if you're just trying to get, like... Like that, the aggro version, like side of that deck going as fast as possible. Like the chain lightning is just an extra bolt. Um, right,
2: exactly. Just one more yeah.
1: reach card. Yep. And it's, it's, I mean, definitely being, you know, the deck only runs like 17 or 18 lands. Like his is running 18 if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, the difference between one and two mana is actually really big in this deck. And like, it can be the difference between like playing a storm chaser mage and, and bolting them or like being stuck with a fire blast in your hand and playing a storm chaser mage and attacking for one, you know? Right. Or price of progress, even you know. Um, He's I do, actually I do like, playing sixteen man.
2: Is he? Is it sixteen? Did I count him wrong? <laughs> yeah, I think I just counted. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Yeah, but he 16. has four probe, so yeah. So those are free cards. Yeah, and the basics. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, the basics are incredibly important in that deck, um, especially because you can like I'll run um, Blood Moon in my sideboard occasionally, and that's that's a great card in that deck if you can get to if you can get to three, which I guess sometimes is a little bit tough. Um, but if you can, yeah. it's it's a great card to have. It Him was kind of like Eidolon
2: is interesting.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty neat actually. I wonder if he's just playing that in like the burn in the burn matchup.
2: Maybe any matchup he's trying to raise. Well, like combo, obviously like storm. Oh sure, yeah. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. But maybe it's his card against like Grixis because he's more aggro. Hmm. Potentially, uh, I'm not sure. I do like this emergence. This I actually
1: won my quote unquote feature match at uh, GP Columbus. With a, like a nice submerge for a lethal attack on the last turn, um, I love that card on the sideboard of uh, a blue red delver. It's just a it's just great against uh against so many decks.
2: Yeah, it gives you an out
1: against lands too. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a so that's the one thing I don't have in my online version of the deck is uh like a submerge. Um, I guess I could even run like if I wanted to be a little bit cheaper and just run like the singleton um set adrift on the side. It's nice to have if they make like merit Lage on their turn. And then pass the turn, but it's not, as great if they make it on you know, on your turn, so to speak. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. It's uh no, it's a good deck, man. I really enjoy Blue Red Delver, but I think for I think for SCG I'll be running uh the Eldrazi deck. I think I want to take that for a spin. Um, it's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten to play it so I won't have much practice with it, but um I just wanna take it out. I think that uh Chalice for one is just really good right now. And, uh,
2: I've lost many a game to Chalice, Chalice in one, so. Josh Taylor, who got second, he, he crushed people. Like, yeah. he just had great draws, and he just crushed people in top eight.
1: Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a good deck. Um, it's definitely like, like, eating up a large chunk of the metagame. Um, I think it's even had a bit of a suppressing effect on Miracles. Cause we've seen Miracles kind of start to teeter. You know, it's still like number one with a bullet, but, it's down to like fifteen percent where before it was like at like hovering around twenty, twenty two percent, so Yeah, it got and, up to like
0: twenty two right after the G
1: P. Yeah. And so I think Eldrazi is taking a chunk out of that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean well Charlotte's Bug also made a uh uh it Charlotte's Bug has actually leapfrogged Eldrazi. Uh barely. <laughs> it's <laughs> by like a fraction of a fraction of a percent. But Shar yeah. Charlotte's Bug is now slightly more popular th- than Eldrazi.
1: Yeah. And I guess like if, if, you know, Josh believes that the, that the matchup is, is pretty decent, then that's not super surprising.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you have competent pilots who can play around at the, the, Eldrazi deck and they can beat them consistently and they have a good matchup against Miracles, like that's, and a, a fair matchup against Delver, like Crix oh. Delver. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's what we were talking about last week. Like if you have a good matchup against the top three decks in the format, uh, that, that I, I
2: say that, sense. but, but like some of my losses, like Miracles can be tough. Like, it can be, and, it, and a lot depends on your build. Um Like, we have Two Needle, No Rod. We have, you know, Five Planeswalkers, a Sylvan Library. And I play very conservative against them. Like, I'll play Shardless, hit a Baleful Strix, and not play another creature mm-hmm. until they answer those. Mm-hmm. Well, so, like, I play very conservative.
0: I I would also say, on average... <laughs> Your average shardless bug player is going to be better than your average Eldrazi player, just competence-wise, because shardless bug is one of, if not the most expensive decks in Legacy to build. Between Liliana's Goifs, Force of Wills, you know, Underground Seas and Tropical Islands, it's a very expensive deck. So it's usually going to be in the hands of someone who's pretty dedicated to the idea of Legacy. Yeah, for sure, where Eldrazi Stompy is one of the cheapest decks in the format to build, and it's just a lot of new players getting into Legacy and using Eldrazi as the gateway. I just feel, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, I'm always going with the Shardless player because probably they have more experience in the format than the Eldrazi player.
2: Right, and Eldrazi, the people playing Modern are going to have most of the deck. Yeah. It's definitely popular. It's definitely a good deck.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's a good, cool matchup.
2: It's like Mud, it can be inconsistent, but unlike Mud, it's just so much faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, it's it's so draw dependent with Eldrazi because I thought Eldrazi was a cakewalk because I just kind of wrecked it uh, like a lot of the times I played it, and then at the GP I just get rolled over by just <laughs> these Eldrazi draws. <laughs> well, the
1: triple Eldrazi mimic turn one is pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get the fuck
0: out. <laughs> and
2: it's the same thing playing against it with Charles. Like I think the matchup's good, but I also can see losing to it. Mm. So
0: yeah, I mean sometimes they curve out. It feels yeah. like playing limited. Like yeah. sometimes your opponent just curves out and stomps you.
1: I just right. I just think that like my you know with blue red it's such a it can be a very fast deck, um, but the I think I think he'll is just more powerful. Um, just on, like, a card-for-card basis.
2: hmm
1: So, that's what I want to try
2: out. Reality Smash is very good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, like, Thought Not Seer is just, like, a cool, you know, just some nice disruption to have. Um, yeah, it's just
0: a- Thought Not Seer is actually the card I'm most afraid of when I play Eldrazi.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Because
0: they can just, you know, it's a Thought Seize.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> they
0: just strip a win condition out of my hand. Thought like, Seize
1: and, like, beat you for, for, what, four or five, whatever it is. Yeah, for four. Well, that's yeah. the thing is,
0: like... I was playing them and I literally went from having the game locked up in one to being on the back foot and like scrambling not to die after a sing- after a thought not seer
1: yeah it's uh I think it also you know like a lot of legacy decks if it has that um interaction with hand disruption uh the more competent the pilot, the better that card actually is. Yeah, scales well like with a with a competent pilot.
0: Yeah, and also I mean one of the biggest defenses for sneak and show is you hold your brainstorms up in the discard matchups because mm-hmm. you wait for them. to thought seize or him you, and then you just brainstorm and put you know your two combo pieces on top of your deck protected.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: with Eldrazi, they're powering out the turn one chalice, so you don't have that option. So they thought not see or you, and it's just like clean pickings for them.
1: Oh yeah, I never even thought of that.
0: So like that, like they 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 just get
1: maximum value out
0: of
2: it.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That it shuts off your brainstorm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: I saw Warping Wheel counter ancestral visions too, and that annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez did you did you play Eldrazi at all during the bunch of duels?
2: No, I. So my matchups was elves, then Taylor on Miracles, Taylor Pratt. And we pretty much play every event, um, and it was funny I played him. So a lot of times I play him, and I was bored. out Tarmagoyf for meddling mage, and a big reason for that is he was on like heavy rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And every time we play, we talk about our games after and whatnot. So I did that a couple times. We played him, and so he started taking out his swords because if I have no Tarmagoyf, he is like he just takes out swords because I just have meddling mage, it's not that, not that good. On offense, so this time I left my Tarmogoyes in. In game two, I beat him very fast, and he says to me, "Don't you normally take out your Tarmogoyes?" And I said, "Yes." And he's like, "That's what I thought. Why'd you leave him in?" I was like, "Cause you thought I took him out." <laughs> so, so I kind—I knew he was gonna like take out his swords. He's like, I didn't even bring in Restin. He thought I took out Tarmogoy. Yeah. <laughs> so so I played him, and then I played Brent in the seventy six card mirror, and then I played Enchantress, and then I drew. Did in you play round Curtis? Five. What was that? Was it
0: Curtis on Enchantress?
2: It was Curtis's deck, but it was Ben Gardner. Uh
0: yeah, I know Ben and, uh, Gardner because sometimes borrows it.
2: It went to three. But I could have beat him game two and I didn't kn- obviously not knowing his deck list, I didn't know this he didn't board in humility mm-hmm. so his literally he has one win condition it's Emrakul. that's it and if I mentally maged named named Emrakul, he actually had zero ways to win <laughs> like his plan is to um uh, his plan would be like to discard Emrakul a bunch of times and hope to deck me if he has confinement out, but I can just remove it with death right eventually right. So um but I beat him in three, but it was close. also
0: also when your hope is to hope to naturally deck your opponent, you are on your last legs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Right. And then in round five, round six I drew, then in top eight I played against Infect. And I was on the draw, so I was a little nervous. But the sideboard is just really good in shardless, so game ones I think can you know, they're not as not as easy. But post-board, the deck just gets so much better. And inherently, I have, oh, like 10 cards to bring in against Infect, not even on purpose. And then I lost to Shardless in top four.
0: So your only loss of the day was to another
2: Shardless deck. Exactly. Exactly. And the kid doesn't play very often. It was his first time playing Shardless, so, you know, I was excited he beat me. Nice. So...
0: Yeah, shows the deck has no skill, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, Shardless Agent's pretty good. If you, if you remember the trigger, you're in good shape.
0: Alright, uh, you gotta be good enough to remember the trigger. <laughs> if
2: you remember that, it's pretty good. Like I said, every deck is different, every build is different of Shardless. It's not the only deck that can do well, like, I wanna play the four Mentor Miracles list. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense for me to not play Shardless.
0: Yeah, that's I'm kind of excited. So this like uh, SCG Worcester is kind of the last big legacy event for the season. So we're gonna have right. a couple months. There's a big
2: time. event in September in Connecticut. Right, seventy five dollar buy in. Set what?
0: <laughs> what is this?
2: <laughs> seventy five dollar buy in, and the prizes I think are similar or maybe a little better than the last time. A champion chair- made out
0: of gold. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does seventy five dollars get me?
2: <laughs> um. I think it gets you some underground seeds. Uh, I kinda want a little bit is more this, than that. <laughs> is this the mana the
1: manadrain event or is that no that's in August?
2: No, the Mana Drain event is vintage.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I'll be going to that, I think. Um you can play some vintage Pat? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm trying to think of the name of
2: that store.
1: It's fi- um Mana Drain? Is it uh No, see.
2: not that one, the other one.
1: Oh yeah. The um. legacy one. Yeah, Jerry, the the vintage event is 15 proxies allowed.
0: Uh, I may do that with you.
1: Yeah, it's going to be um the payout is pretty sweet. It's $50 entry. Um if you ha- if they have 120 participants, first prize is 1600 dollars in cash. Second's 800. Oh, they're paying cash, cash. Yeah. Fourth, third and fourth is 400 in cash. 5th to 8th is 200 in cash, 9 to 16 is $100 in cash. Oh, I'll do
0: that. Yeah, it's, and it's Wait, it's a $15 entry? No,
1: 50. Oh, 50, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: sounds more um, reasonable.
1: And it scales down a little bit if there's like 100 or 80 participants, but it's still like...
0: I'd, I'd actually totally do that because LSV just posted this sweet vintage deck that I want to try out. It's like, oh, yeah? it's like blue-white control, it's like four Jace the Mind Sculptor, four Monastery Mentor, uh, like Black Lotus, Moxes.
1: <laughs> listen listen to this though, so this is actually kind of cool, right? So the only reason I know about this is because uh, Ross uh, Miriam had posted about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But like, listen to some of these side events. They have a free side event, Um at the end of round three, there's a free side event for a Legends, Italian Legends of Mana Drain. Uh, that's the first place prize. It's a single elimination tournament. They have a, f- a card throwing competition. <laughs> you can write your name on a basic land and throw it across the room. Okay? And the winner, the winner mm-hmm. wins like a playmat. They have like, they have like some, uh, some team games. Um, they have like, uh, magic trivia, like scavenger hunt. It seems like there's actually like a lot of cool stuff going on in the, uh, in the event. So I would totally do that one. Is this? August 13th. You should post that in the Facebook pinned post pat. I will, man. Oh, I, uh, yeah, August 13th. Um yeah, I will. I just like I said, I just found out about it earlier today, so. Nice.
2: Yeah. I recommend playing it Ray, the guy that runs it. Yep. He used to play a lot when you I think I think he has a family now, but he used to play a lot and he's been the one running these events since the first one. And the, yep. it's a very good event. I nice. definitely recommend it.
1: Awesome. Well it comes with a Sisio stamp of approval. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. you want to go over the um the results in S C G Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. It's that. actually pretty interesting. So no uh there was only one copy of Miracles in the top sixteen. We'll just run down eight eight through one was Lands Followed by Russell Cooper,
0: you um, to, uh, Doomsday. You want to shoot me? Shoot, shoot us the deck list. It's in the
1: chat. Not I man, sent the link man. in the chat. It didn't. It didn't it, yeah, I see it. It's shoot, okay. You shut up. It's shut okay. up. <laughs> uh, Doomsday coming as Doomsday. Albert Wang. Um, Hell yeah! Death and Taxes, which is uh, followed by Steve Freeman, which has gotten a very nice new uh Thalia. Uh, in, oh yeah. I don't, don't how is that
0: good. I just don't. You don't think
1: it's that, g- Jerry? Listen, listen, man. I just it's, think
0: there's a lot of competition in the three-drop slot. For no, uh, I think the I guard. think
1: that's an auto include. I think they're they're the only concession is you have to figure out which like what you're shaving, like Mirror Crusader. Or, it, L- listen it's to the, listen
0: to the Death and Taxes. That's that came in six. It's got four Eldrazi Displacer, one uh, Vryn Wingmare, two Mangara of the Corridor, like. It's not even running the as, uh, it's Oh, it's also running three wisp Like, there are so many three-drops already in the deck, I just yeah, don't see... Yeah, it's could be like...
1: What do you it's cut? Be like, dude, you cut... First of all, the first thing to go is probably Mirror Crusader. Oh my god, yes. that card is so <laughs> oh my, Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mirror Crusader's like
0: your only hope against Bug. Like, Mirror Crusader <laughs> is no, unremovable. You know un- you know it's like a mini progenitor
1: Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, you know what's great against Bug? Hey, guess what? Every fucking fetch land that you put into play comes in tapped... We wasteland that, or hey, all right. So you you, you put a fetch land into play. Come How many tap. wastelands do you oh, have? You have four, but yeah, I'm li- just, I know just, you're just, not going
0: to be y- doing y- every single one. Like it, nope. it Thalia doesn't come down until turn three, so they're already developed their mana base by then. So yeah, you get to shut off my fourth land drop. I'm fine with that in a Delver deck. And oh man! In, no, you know, you're... Shardless has a bit more trouble with that, but it's not like you're shutting their land down from turn one. All your one.
1: creatures come into play tapped. All your lands come into play tapped, which incl- which means like your wastelands just got that much better. Like if you're able to waste their fetches, that's massive. Then like even if they do play their fetch and you don't have a wasteland, it's coming into play tapped. You have to untap it, and then when you finally get to sack it. Your your other land comes into play. I, time. I'm
0: gonna have to see it in play, but I just don't think Ugh, it's gonna. Jerry,
1: be it's a, I just don't
0: be, think it's gonna be a big enough b- a, advantage dude, to cut no, like some of the other great cards two, in the deck.
1: It's a three-two first strike. It's gonna be a beating. It's two and a white. It's it's. I'm telling you, man, like it's gonna be massive in that deck. Yeah, calling it now. I'm calling it now. Listen, oh. I called. I called the properly flavored cards in chat in uh, <laughs> Shat, uh or in Eldritch Moon, rather. I did, didn't Completely I? Completely different. I, I called it. I called it. I'm calling this, man. I'm calling All this. Right. We'll see. We'll see what
0: happens when the meta shakes out. <laughs> I don't care. I've already given up on that matchup. Like, I see my opponent go, like, Plains Rashadin port. I'm just gonna, you know, scoop, scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get pizza, gas, I'll be back.
1: <laughs> um, so, just real quick, so we can finish the, uh, the top eight. Um, just because I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, fifth uh, was Dredge by Keen Frady. Uh... Reanimator came in fourth, piloted by Patrick Vincent. Imperial Taxes, so I'm assuming this is like, what, like Painter? Yeah, like... Um, um, came in third by Mark Church. I, well, Eldrazi in second by Ben Kendrick. And another copy of Death and Taxes in first, Jared Fate. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, if we actually want to talk about the Imperial Taxes list real quick, I really like this deck. Like, this is a deck that I, w- I would want, like to be able to uh, pilot one day. But it's basically... So- it's Death and Taxes, splashing red for Magus of the Moon and Imperial uh, Recruiter. And it's what co- is Game Hunter? Oh, uh, it's the Oblivion oh, okay. Ring on a creature
1: for a, on a one three.
0: Yeah, so it's I I kind of like the version that also will run like a one of Painter Servant uh, and Grindstone as an alternate win condition as well, just because it's only two two slots in the entire deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a cool deck that can you can grind them out as a fair deck as Death and Taxes, or you can just combo them out if you're running the painter's uh, painted stone version. <laughs> I
2: found that event. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Let's get the details of that.
2: Uh, uh, last time the cutoff had like 128 people. Well, we had 128 people at 129. The prizes are maxed. Oh nice. In this event would be four underground seat or four. Full Art Polluted Delta. Oh, wow. It's pretty much the same prize as they offered before, but... Pays out to top... What is that, 16?
0: Oh, man. um, Do I win my Full Art Scalding Tarn Expeditions?
2: You could. (laughs) You could if you come in second.
1: I'll take the four volcanics. (laughs) I'll always take the duels over the expeditions. I'm sorry. Like,
0: I feel the duels are the better choice...
1: The duels are the better choice but here. But I duels, need the Scalding The duels are on the turns. reserve list. But I They're need
0: the, the Scalding turns. <laughs> you
1: don't need them.
0: I need them.
1: Need is not a want, Jerry. I'm telling you. I need them. Listen, you've steered me the, in the right direction so many you, times UNICEF, as my financial
0: advisor. UNICEF, please give me full-art Scalding turns. I need them.
1: Are you in the make-a-wish for, for <laughs> expeditions?
0: I am. <laughs> I'm dying
1: uh, Only God, four that's, that's Scalding towns can save me Four UCs Four Volcanics Four Trops Four Tundras Four Badlands mm. Four Bayou Plateau Savannah Scrubland Tiger That's great for the top The top eight That's awesome Or top it ten sucks. rather
2: It sucks because I have Drill that weekend <laughs> <laughs> I always have drill The first weekend of the month if the, Unless there's a holiday And mm-hmm. the Labor Day Will be the first weekend
1: so this is Saturday, September 10th.
2: Yeah. Nice. Wow, well, definitely
1: yeah. be a... Uh, that's
2: why I might have to tell him I'm going on vacation again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, Josh, <laughs> I'll, just can't win. I'll can't put win. in a call in to Big Barry O, and I'll just explain to him, and I'll have him uh, excuse you from drill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> They let me reschedule. It just doesn't look bad if you always reschedule I mean, <laughs> Hey, guys, can I
0: defend the country next weekend?
1: <laughs> so, what do you, Jerry, what do you expect to see at S.E.G. Worcester? Do you expect to see more of I'm going to play Death there? and Taxes every round. It.
0: It's going to happen. That's.
1: that's <laughs> I didn't mean you personally because that's obviously what's going to happen to you. I just mean like <laughs> I'm going to trade off between player.
0: Eldrazi, Perfect Hands, and Death and Taxes.
1: <laughs> For a normal player, do you expect to see a lot of what um what the meta games kind of breaking down to be, or do you think that we'll see a push from a deck that will from something? Well, I guess like since Charlottes is already like in the top four decks in the format. Do you think you will see that elevated further? Cause it's got good matchups? What do you think?
0: I mean, I, I kinda take this approach to every tournament I go to. The first two to three rounds are the wild, wild west. You can literally run into anything between rounds one and three. And if you are managed to navigate that minefield and win your first three rounds, then you can start expecting to see kind of the consistent metagame decks like Miracles, Grixis Delver, Eldrazi. But, you know, between rounds one and three, it is anyone's guess. Mhm. All right. All right. That's that's kind of what I, why I feel also buys are so important, especially at legacy events, because it kind of gets you through like, like uh, Ara. Ara forgot his deck uh, at home when we went to like one of the GPS or an SEG or something. So he borrowed Dan's modern uh, like uh, Quest of the Holy Relic deck, and he was just he just took down his first two opponents. Not like just because like he just cheesed free wins out of him. And that, Jeez. you know, that can just happen. You can just lose to like getting cheesed out, uh, around one or two. Like <laughs> I was at an SCG and it was, uh, when it was like the standard deck, the human standard deck that was just like pumping out humans and pumping champion of the parish. Someone registered that in a legacy deck and they go like, uh, turn to, uh oh, what's the what's like yeah, it's either an L for a human, it's like uh red green hybrid, red green hybrid for a oh, yeah, two T
1: um... Uh, what the hell is it? It's great because it adds a red and a green to your mana pool when it enters the burning battlefield. Tree and yeah, yeah, burning tree shaman. Yeah, burning tree
2: emissary. Yeah, so it was like MSA. yeah,
0: it was like legacy, and the guy just goes like burning tree emissary, burning tree emissary, burning tree emissary, <laughs> and his opponent just like couldn't answer it and just died because that's six power on turn two.
1: Oh yeah, it's like oh, it's, it's like it's, dropping it's, a worm
0: coil engine turn two.
1: <laughs> it's so good. You know, what, like I I played like that deck like when I was playing mono green and standard, I had like a turn where it was like. Like, first turn was like a Elvish Mystic, and then second turn was like, play a Nycthos, tap Elvish Mystic, tap my forest, play out three Burning Tree Emissaries, and then play out like a Hydra Broodmaster on turn two. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. It's... Burning Tree Emissary is a great card. I'm surprised it's not played more often, actually.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh it, you have to get to two first.
1: <laughs> That's true. Like,
0: That's there are true. other creatures that just cost zero, so, like, any combo yeah. deck is probably just going to play a bunch of, like, Cheerios. That's what Cheerios is. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, is. like, in, in modern, I should say. Like, I don't think it's a yeah, card, yeah. but in modern, I don't think it's not played enough. Speaking of uh unusual combo decks, you know what I played against on Magic Online? Actually, Jerry, I kind of told you about this earlier. Was, I guess, the, the deck is Oops All Spells? <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: like, you're like, I played against this crazy deck I've never heard of. I'm like, oh, really? What is it? And he described it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you ran into Oops All Spells.
1: Game oh, God, something. that is miserable. <laughs> that is miserable. How do, how do you win against that? It's that actually, like,
0: not a very
1: good deck.
2: Well that's
0: what I thought. thought. Charbelcher players look down on oops all spell players. Like
1: that's not an exaggeration. Ask a Charbelcher player how they feel about oops all spells. (laughs) It's hilarious. Like does he just have nuts hands? Because he literally like just like turn one like, uh, I don't know if it was Lotus Petal or Mox Time, but turn one like some type of artifact mana producer. And just like went off, like both both games, <laughs> game one and game two, I had no like both games, I had like force of will, and he just cabal therapy did out of my hand.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's If you got, like, the perfect hands.
1: but the, both the deck's games, a
0: total gla- what kills? Yeah, but the deck's just, like, a total glass cannon. If okay. you cannot get Cabal Therapy combo out, uh that deck is very easy to disrupt.
1: Okay, so maybe I just had bad luck, because I was like, what have I done in this game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why <laughs> have I not been playing this deck? <laughs> yeah, I literally had nothing. I was on Blue-Red Delver, so it's got plenty of interaction. Like, it runs, like, four days, four force of will, and, like, Two spell pierces in the main, so I have plenty of interaction, and just, no, I could do nothing. I could do absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, you, you kind of play against it the same way you'd play against uh, Charbelcher, except mm-hmm. you also get the added avenue. If you have graveyard hate, um, they they usually can't win.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to get your graveyard hate out if they turn one in both games.
0: But you gotta, just got to get that or uh, that uh, Graftiger's Cage, man.
1: Yeah, I guess, like, I guess in game two I should have just mulliganed to Graftiger's Cage.
0: Yeah, Digger's Grafter's, Grafter's Cage, Force of Will, Blue card is,
1: is a keep. <laughs> uh, probably <laughs> next time, Jerry. <laughs> next time. Um, yeah, yeah, I was like, just kind of throwing my hands up in the air and like, no idea what I was doing. But I've been playing a lot of like two-mans on Magic Online. I've been doing pretty well with Blue Red Delver, so. I, I, haven't, I haven't hopped in another league yet, but I probably will this week.
0: I pumped way too much money into Eternal Masters drafts.
1: How, how'd they turn out for you?
0: Uh, the be- best one I had was the first one. Like, my first one, I uh, did a Sealed League, and I opened a Wasteland, and it was the most expensive card in the set, so I had nowhere to go to but down. And down <laughs> I went. <laughs> Frequently and
1: often. <laughs> did you play a lot of Sealed, or were you doing, like, um, Phantom Drafts? I was like- doing
0: drafts, um... The drafts were kind of frustrating, uh, because it, like, value wise, uh, it didn't make sense to do anything other than 8 4s, and the 8 4s yep. were single elimination. Yep. So I didn't really get to play my decks as much as I like, because I, I felt like I had a lot of matchups where, you know, my draft deck was very good, but my opponent just got the better draws that game, and it's single yeah. elimination, so I didn't really get to test it out.
1: Yeah, I don't know why 8 4s don't play out in a Swiss. I wish they would. I don't,
0: I, I think. Like, if people want to drop, they can drop. Give your, give, like, even though you're not p- playing for anything, it's like, let me just play it out to test my deck out.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. I don't see any reason why A4s are, have to be single on limb. Yeah, but the- but For the super spiky players, that's fine, they'll drop. If they get a loss, they're gonna drop, but like, for the other people who like, want the high risk, high reward scenario, it's nice to have the backup of a Swiss, just to play out the deck, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the 622222s two, 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 or whatever. I didn't like because I felt like I was forced to play decks that I didn't want to play cuz sometimes I would just draft a shit deck. Yeah. Like the draft just didn't come together for me and I just did not want to play anymore, but I felt like I was forced to play because I need like needed to like if I eked out that one extra win, that's uh that's the next two packs.
1: Right, which is a big which is like a big deal. Yeah, but
0: it, but when you go like one two one uh win loss loss, you're just like fuck. I'm
1: like yeah. <laughs> why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just be better, Jerry. Yeah, get just better be better. America. I
0: guess. I guess. Yeah. Just be better. Come on. Uh But I, I did uh, one thing. I also like about the eight fours is it's usually the more serious drafters. Uh So you'll just get past goodies. Like I was passing in tomb, like pick four. <laughs> did and you I,
1: snap that up? Yeah, I'll
0: just grab it. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like a buck fifty, but I'm like, fuck it. It's an tomb, I'll take that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. <laughs> passing, get getting past goodies. That's yeah. why you keep losing, Jerry.
0: Well, I what I think people didn't realize is I kept getting past like Hydroblast and Pyroblast and I was picking those up left and right because oh, yeah. they're like $253. Yep.
1: Like that's Are half, they really?
0: Yeah, that's like half a pack there. Oh wow. I mean, they may have come down now that Eternal Masters has been out for a while, but like uh I think I think Pyroblast I think Pyroblast was like a $20 card before Eternal Masters came out.
1: I think you're right. The new art in the Pyroblast is awesome, too. Great.
0: yeah the magic online uh finance game is really weird because just random cards you wouldn't expect to be expensive are really expensive
1: for no reason yeah. well it's probably weird for people who like just don't play it like i don't play a ton of magic online so for me to see submerged like a 35 dollar card yeah
0: like that boggles my mind
1: yeah <laughs> so like yeah like it i mean but like if, if all i did was play magic online i'd be much more familiar with the prices in the same way that like someone who plays magic online is probably has a hard time figuring out the paper game, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but we'll like, with, with Submerge being a $35 card, it's not even like Submerge sees a lot of play. It's like a one-of sideboard card in, like, right. one or two decks.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: What about you, Cecilia? You were thinking about getting into the Magic Online game. What
2: happened? I was. The hard part is just time. So if I invest all this money into it, it's just, I don't really have time to play. Yeah, I would maybe get in, like, two or three games a week or something. I don't know. It's just kind of hard for me to make the investment. I'd rather just have a deck for free and play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that was my fear. When they did the Legacy Gauntlet, like, I love that. That I wish I could do that all the time. When they took that down, I was so sad.
1: It will. Pro- you will probably see that more often, I think.
0: Yeah, I would just love for them there to be like, give me, like, Magic Online Netflix version. Eight. It's yeah. like eight bucks a month I get access to any cards I want to use.
1: That would be all. Aw- that would and be like then, a Brewers paradise, right? Yeah,
0: and then it's like you can just play in all these events for free, or if you want, you can also do like paid uh, paid entry into like tournaments that have like other
1: prize payouts.
0: I don't know what you would win in the tournament since you have all the cards for free.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know, figure it out. Maybe
1: like maybe paper cards.
0: Yeah, I, I, that that that
2: would be cool.
1: Yeah, or
0: do like you think they make
2: more money or lose money.
0: I think they would they would make less money at first, but it'd be a much more sustainable uh income well, yeah. I
1: think like something like redemption costs wizards a not a substantial amount of money, but certainly some money well, so if you got rid of redemption, that'd be a big deal.
0: I'm just thinking from like a business analysis standpoint, like when you're looking for like purchasing a company's stock mm-hmm. um companies that have a revenue basis uh tend to be much more favorable uh stock picks just because they have a consistent reliable revenue source you know yeah. subscription you know everyone's paying 8.99 uh every month to play this game whereas like with how it's currently set up is they can you know make or lose a year based on like what cards come out like you know sure. if it's a year with eternal masters coming out uh um, you know sales are going to be pumped high cuz everyone's buying it but if it's like you know, you know uh, M fifteen coming out, their profit's <laughs> going to be real low, and it's going to be less reliable. Yeah. So I feel if they did that also, it would kind of take a lot of pr- uh, a lot of the pressure off of them to stop doing like these gimmicky type things.
1: Well, you know what also like kind of falls into like the Planet Fitness model of of running a business where if you have a low enough monthly fee and people like will buy into it even if they don't use the program. So like you'll have enough users who like oh yeah all paying the... <laughs> eight ninety nine a month and like aren't actually using Magic Online but then it's like oh it's only like eight bucks or nine bucks so they don't care to cancel it. because yeah, maybe well, uh, maybe I,
0: are... I want to use it one day maybe I'm right. gonna have yeah. maybe I'm gonna have time to go sit on the treadmill and you know run a lap
1: <laughs> right but like but in the in the same vein like if someone has Magic Online in the current model they have and they don't draft or anything during that month then they made no revenue from that user right so I don't know it's a thought. Listen to us, know. Wizards. Come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on Hasbro's earning call, and then when they call for questions, I'm going to ask this specific question. <laughs> and they're going to
1: have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Well, S.E.G. Worcester is going to be coming up, uh, what, the week after this releases, right? Hell yeah. This releases, so This will be coming out on the 4th, and the Open is on the 9th. So, uh, Jerry, what's your plan for the open? You gonna be catching some breakfast before you go in?
0: Uh probably not, just because (laughs) what's what what time's the player meeting? Like player meetings at like nine, right? Nine or ten. Yeah, so I mean I'm I'm driving from Boston, so that's like an hour drive for me. Yep. So I'd have to like get up at
1: six in order to make it to breakfast. Sounds like a poor excuse. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking shitty excuse, Jerry.
0: I wake up at six every day of the week. Saturday is right. my so holy sleeping difference?
2: day. <laughs> yeah. So what's the difference?
0: I need I need to be on my A game. I
2: probably. I get to work by six.
0: Plus it's plus it's Friday the night before. Who knows what could happen? You know, I could Just be waking up Jerry. in Tijuana and need to get back in time.
2: <laughs> you should be resting. So you yeah, you second. should be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. um. Yeah. I'll be. Uh. I'll be hitting up either. I'll probably go to Miss Worcester. Uh, since, uh, it was, you know, just about a year ago that, uh, I got to meet Adrian and Jerry at Miss Worcester for my first Legacy event, which was another SEG Open in Worcester, so, uh, I'll probably go hit that place up, see if Adrian wants to go and get some breakfast. If you're going, Josh, you're, will, you're welcome to, uh, to join us, man. It'll be a good time.
2: All right, I'll think about it.
1: All right, they have some great waffles there.
2: It's Our, nice uh, being from Worcester, because, because it's easy to find parking, the people yeah. for that aren't from the area, they don't oh, know yeah. where to park. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, speaking of people from the area, I actually, um, wrote an article for Car- Card Confidence. It's probably going to be coming out, um, today or tomorrow on like, uh, good places to eat in Worcester after the open and also like places to park and things like that. Oh yeah. So, Cause
0: everyone always goes to the
1: fucking Unos across the street. Oh, from the DC. I specifically, oh, yeah. I specifically said don't fucking go to Unos. Like, <laughs> there are, there are so many good red, like, all right. So the ones street, I, street. Yeah, that's, yeah, so I said like Via, um, Bruce City is great, the Boynton. Did you say uh, Armsby Abbey? The sole proprietor. The sole proprietor is real good. There's one, there was one other one that I mentioned, but like, those are the ones off the top of my head, and then I just happened to look up like, did you not say Armsby Abbey? No, I didn't say, I've never been to Armsby Abbey. I only only put in the places I've been to. We need to go to Armsby
0: Abbey then.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there are some... Uh, I could put, like, the 111 Chop House, but... I mean, like, if we're Legacy players, we can afford to eat somewhere nice. We don't have to go to fucking Uno's for dinner, so... <laughs> don't be, like, a scumbag and, like, play a, a $2,000 Legacy deck, and they'll eat, go eat shitty food at Uno's. Like, go to, like, some of the nicer places in Worcester, drive five minutes, and, like, get on Shrewsbury Street. There's some good food in Worcester to eat, man. Yeah. You're definitely
2: missing out. That's actually I one of... I... you can walk to Brew City pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brew City's fun.
1: got, like, uh, over 100 beers on tap, so. Right, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, if you don't catch breakfast, man, maybe we can catch dinner.
2: Yeah, I plan on basically spending my weekend playing cards. So yeah, same, same. I took the weekend off, so it'll be a good time. All right, Jerry,
1: uh, do you want to get into some scoops? Top eight scoops. (laughs) Scoops. I get that soundbite every week. It's great. It's great. (laughs) speaking speaking of soundbite, Jerry, do you happen to listen to the episode that we released this week? Uh, yeah, totally. All right. So. I, do you remember when Adrian was like, said, like, you know, he had his little confession about that I'm old? Yeah. So I just like cut that out and put it at the beginning of the cast before the intro music <laughs> or anything. Just, I'm old. Oh, dude, I, re- I, re- I rewound it like two or three times at work this morning when I was listening to it. It was great. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering what that was because
2: I just listened to it this morning.
1: Yeah. He was just like, we were talking, you know, like sometimes I'll, like the end of that episode, I had to cut and paste quite a bit because we sort of did like the like the scoops out of order and like <laughs> we uh, scooped like 45
0: minutes before the uh before the episode ended. Yeah, it was
1: like it was very out of order. So I had to, I think when I patched all together actually it was pretty seamless but um yeah at one point Adrian was just like you know I'm old and like Jared and I just started cracking up. <laughs> it was
0: just like the saddest like uh because the cartoon he has a puppy.
1: He always uses his video chat. And like he just had the most defeated, like <laughs> yeah. sign to his fate, like look in his face. It was oh man, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. I was laughing so
2: hard. It was great. That's <laughs> awesome. <pretty good.
1: laughs> but uh anyway, um uh Josh, you wanna hit you wanna hit us off with some scoops first? You wanna go into scoops?
2: Well once again I'll scoop you guys in for having me.
1: Anytime.
2: Um it's always a pleasure. I love talking about magic. I could. Can... Do this all the time if my schedule allowed me to. Um, I'll scoop in Adrian because he's awesome. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it today. Um, and I'll scoop in everyone going to SCG Whistler next week. Um, I'm excited. This will actually be my first Star City um, where they have the two day event. It'll be my first one I'm able to play, so I'm excited and just gonna have a good time.
1: Awesome. Is there a – so day two, is that a cut to cut to day two?
2: Do you know what the cutoff is for that? I don't know what the cutoff is, but it's not that bad. It might be like four and f- four – well, there's nine rounds, so it might be like four losses or – Oh, okay. I know like for GPs it's 6-3, but I don't know if Star City runs it differently. It's definitely – I think it's worse, like X4, I would I would yeah, think. Yeah, I think it's
0: more lenient for day two. Because they oh, want man. people to
2: have fun, like if they, they want to al- stick around. They
0: also just want people there. It's not like it's a GP where there's like a lot of other stuff to do. At SCG, it's just, you know, SCG selling cards. So yeah. they want people to show up on Sunday as well and buy those cards that they might not have bought if they scrubbed out day
1: one. Or sell cards that they might not have sold. Yeah, that too.
2: <laughs> nice. All right, Jerry, what about you, man?
0: Uh, we're definitely going to scoop Josh in. Thanks for coming
2: on, man. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh,
0: Adrian, too, if we ever see him again.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Will he be there next week? Do you guys know?
0: I think so. He's been going, actually, to Acton a lot to play on, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays.
2: Uh. That's I, crazy, because he lives by me. That's an hour ride. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He he dedicated. He just can't talk about it. He just plays it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Scoop Adrian in two. Uh, I'm also going to uh, scoop in the T-shirt printer because also announcement, uh, we got the first batch of the T-shirts in. They are sitting at my feet right as we speak. So I'm going to post up some information on the Facebook group.
1: Jerry, don't put your feet on the shirts, please but
0: my feet are yeah, not, I don't want the they're top not one.
2: on oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're, they're in a box next to my computer table. Is that better?
2: <laughs> a little
0: <laughs> I'm surprised did, did, you, did you see uh, Zach's response? <laughs> so I posted a picture of the. Oh bo- <laughs> <laughs> I posted a picture of the box when I got it and I'm just like, what's in the box? And Zach Targon just replies. Uh, I hope it's a severed head and not something stupid like t-shirts. <laughs> so I photoshopped uh, a
1: severed head wrapped in the t-shirts for him. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then she's like, all right, I want a shirt. You're like, oh, sorry, it comes with a severed head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is a, uh we have the t-shirts. They
0: are blood and gore free. I washed them. <laughs> Um, First run is pretty limited. Uh, This is kind of a second test run after the first run. So we have three of each size from small to extra, extra large. Uh, We will definitely do another print run Uh, as soon as we run out. We just kind of wanted to use this to gauge interest. So I'm going to post some information on the Facebook group. So either... Hit me up on Twitter or easiest place is just, you know, join the Facebook group if you're not already part of it. What about um, you, Pat?
1: So I'm gonna scoop in Josh. Thanks for coming on, man. It's always awesome to talk to you. Uh no I fun. feel like for someone like me who's you know only been doing this for about a year, like you have a lot of knowledge that uh I just can glean off you every time you decide to open your mouth. So it's a it's always a great experience to get a chance to talk to you, man. Um thank you. You got it, man. Um gonna scoop in Papa Adrian for being old and uh missing the cast with us tonight. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, one other guy I want to scoop into top eight, uh, Joe Gardner, one of our friends, uh, the, the gentleman from Tennessee who, uh, came up and hung out with us at the GP has actually, um, started up a new podcast. Oh yeah? Uh, yeah, it's actually called From the Bench. They released their second episode this week. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed his, uh, his other show, which was, uh, uh, Extra Churns podcast. Uh, From the Bench is, is him and a couple of his buddies. Who are like they call themselves the B team. Um, they are like they they consider themselves the second tier players in their in their local play group. <laughs> uh, but they're actually uh, they're they're great. Like they have great chemistry. Very knowledgeable players actually. Um, and Joe's an awesome guy. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's on MTG Cast. So if you get us on MTG Cast, you can also get from the bench. Um, I highly recommend it. Like I said, they're in there. They released their second episode this week, so check it out. Um, they cover a lot of formats, uh, Legacy included. Jerry, if someone wants to get a hold of you and find you on Twitter and tell you their shirt size, where can they uh, where can they find you? <laughs> yep
0: yeah, um, at J M E E, uh, the number three R D on nice. Twitter. So if you're not on Facebook, hit me up on there. Uh, and if you have any special requests or anything with the shirts too, let us know. Uh, I think what we're going to do is fifteen dollars hand delivered uh, at like an event or something like that, or twenty dollars shipped. Yeah, and oh, secondary shout out to Ian motherfucking McCowan. Uh, he is actually working on a project for us, uh, putting his skills to use. Uh, so we're hopefully using some of the money, uh, you know, each shirt I think we're making about like two to two dollars to two dollars and fifty cents, uh, off the shirts at, uh, fifteen dollars. So we're going to put that to as seed money for a new project that's in the pipe work right now.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, hey Josh, if someone wants to, uh, to find you on Twitter, do you have a, do you have a Twitter account? Do you tweet
2: often or? I don't. I try to stay pretty private in my life. Um, they can find me on, they can find me on Facebook. I am on Facebook. I never post. You can,
0: you, you, <laughs> you can find Josh on his porch with a bottle of whiskey and a shotgun. He'll so tell you to get off his land.
1: <laughs> basically, if you want to find Josh, you have to go to a legacy event and just wait for the top eight
2: tables and you'll find them there somewhere, right? I mean, if people had questions, they could. I'm I'm open. They can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> message me. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't post often, just because I like to stay private. I don't know. If people want to know about me, they can call me. Uh, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll make sure to put your phone number in the show notes. that will be fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, uh, I'm not against
0: it. I've um, actually been writing it in every gas station bathroom
1: I came
2: across. <laughs> I was wondering where all those phone calls were. Yeah. <laughs> um, alright,
1: and you can find me, uh, at Pat Ugle on Twitter. You can find Adrian at trickster. Leave out the R because they don't use it in Worcester. You can search for Leaving Legacy on Facebook and join the Facebook group. Uh, there's always lots of good chat going on there about the, uh, newest spoilers where all of our nerds like to get into nerd fights. It's fun. Um,
0: yeah, I love it when camps emerge in the Facebook group Oh,
1: that's great, that's great um,
0: I'm usually spearheading one of them Oh uh, yeah, get, that, that's a follow-up Don't take anything I say over the internet seriously I get, I can get I, I'm just an asshole, I'm going to say it don't,
1: don't, take the internet, don't take the internet seriously You can just yeah, leave it at that Yeah, there you, go. Um, you can email the show leavinglegacymtg at gmail.com If you have any long-form questions or concerns or crit- constructive criticism you can send it that way you can find us on iTunes, search for Leaving Legacy. You can find us on MTGCast, uh, as well. And I think that's it, Jerry. I think we gotta do our, our dice roll and then we can, uh, we can get out of the call. Boom.
2: You had a good song last week. <laughs> we did, we did. Was 50 Cent?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a bad. I mean, there are better 50 Cent songs, but, uh, yeah. you but know. there are a lot
2: worse songs it could have been. <laughs>
1: that's also true.
0: Uh, also- Pat, I, I think, I feel we could, we could spice it up a little bit today. How okay. about instead of counting up from 1993, we count backwards from
2: 1993? So oh oh, geez. oh wow, get some okay. get
0: some golden oldies up in here.
1: So we're gonna pre we're gonna predate Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah, which was which is the exact opposite purpose of the reason why we do the countdown. Like, you, you know what? Nice
0: Change room. is good. Sometimes you need to introduce a meld mechanic because you're afraid your players are leaving you for Hearthstone. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know my my favorite songstress, Alanis Morissette, once said. A change might do you good, so yeah, go for it, Jerry. Exactly, exactly. Roll the dice.
0: We, if it's scary, we can always go back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so scared, Jerry.
0: We got, we got number 18 going way, way back.
1: Oh god, so what's 1993 minus 18? 1975. Oh, this is gonna be some disco bullshit. <laughs> so I want Kung Fu Fighting. Oh man, what number's Kung Fu or, Fighting? Uh, number... that's 14 or an actual song that I do really enjoy, which is Black Water by the Doobie Brothers. That's a good one.
0: Uh, One of These Nights by the Eagles. Classic. So,
1: Philadelphia Freedom.
0: Uh, Shining really Star fun. by Earth Wind and Fire.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Fame is oh, Good by David Bowie. Come on. Man, this, actually, this is like... This is a good this, year. <laughs> this is way better than doing it ahead of 93.
0: I've never even heard of this Elton John song, Philadelphia Freedom in number three. Oh, you
1: would know, if you heard it, you would know it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know it. Uh,
0: all right. We were, oh, in Ballroom Blitz by Sweet? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all right.
0: You that's shut right. your whore mouth. <laughs> 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 you can bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> On oh, Tootie Waters.
1: Oh, Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> Listen, there's no song that makes you question your abilities as a father than than Cats in the Cradle cat's just the though, In the silver spoon. Yeah, exactly.
0: You, you, you guys ready for the answer?
1: Yeah. Okay. I we
0: got number nine.
1: Number nine, which is, let's see. One of these nights by the Eagles. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's not bad.
0: I actually just watched a six-hour Eagles documentary uh, like a couple weeks ago, mainly because I didn't know it was six hours long, but once I was like three hours in, I'm like, I can't stop now.
1: <laughs> That's dedication, Jerry. I, like, I appreciate oh, man. that.
0: That's the dangers of Netflix. You never really know exactly how long you're getting into. I mean, you can
1: check the runtime before you play an episode, but who? Is that? <laughs> I mean, only people who can read can do that, Pat. <laughs> you're right. What, who am I with my elitist attitude? What are numbers?
0: <laughs> how do they work? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna do uh we do one of these nights. I like that. Uh it's a good song. Hell yeah.
0: Alright, play us out with something sweet, Pat.
1: You got it, man.